Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by Casey Midwinter as we preview the 1,000 and 2,000 guineas at Newmarket this weekend. We'll also as well be taking in a couple of races on the undercards there. But before we get into them, Katie, um, how are things with you? You looking forward to the flat this weekend? I really am looking forward to it. I love the flat and I love the classics. Um, so yeah, really interesting. I love looking into the breeding of these three-year-olds and it's just a really exciting time of year. See how they've come on after the winter and I'm just really looking forward to it. Yes. Yeah, got a good uh, good look to it this year we've got actually three days at Newmarket there's Friday Saturday and Sunday but as I say we're just going to be focusing on the main races we were meant to be joined by our podcast regular Liz Batchelor unfortunately she couldn't make it but she has sent me her selections for the races we are covering so I will read them out but the first race we're going to look at is the four o'clock at Newmarket on Saturday afternoon. It's the Howden Palace Stakes. It's a group three contest, a sprint over five furlongs. Twilight Calls is your favorite, 10 to three. We then got Manakan at nine to two. We then uh, jump up in prices to Equality at 11 to one. Live in the Dream at 12s, along with Rassel and Bigger are the rest. Uh, Katie, the market has seemed to revolve around two horses here, Twilight Calls and Manakan, do we think it's going to be between those two or are we going to take them on as something with a bigger price? I'm going to take them on. I think they're quite short, short enough for me uh, in a race of, of this kind. I think it's a really tricky race and you could make a case for a number of them. But I'm going to mention three horses that I think all have each way claims. Live in the Dream, round 12 to 1, bidding for a hat-trick of wins. He's brown versatile, five furlongs. Is his optimum trip. There are a few others in the field. They tend to run over various distances. Uh, but living the dream usually sticks to five. So I think he's one to consider and he's in good form. Another horse is Existent. Horse I've backed on a few occasions in the past. Ocean Murphy is a, a great jockey booking. And, and the horse has run at the course before. He's another one that tends to stick to five furlongs. So I think he could outrun his odds of 25 to one. And I'll also give a mention to four-year-old filly, Get Ahead. She finished third behind Happy Romance at Bass recently, having not had the easiest of trips. Uh, I think that's good form. She's been competitive in listed races, so could be able to enter the frame at this level. Okay, a few there to mention from Katie. On my shortlist was actually Living the Dream uh, for Sean Curran and Adam West. I really liked that win last time at Pontefract. I think he's an improving type. And as you said, Katie, he's versatile ground-wise. We are expecting some rain at the weekend. So if it does soften up, that's going to be in his favour. The other one I liked is actually the one that Liz has gone for. That is the favourite Twilight Cools. I think if there's a horse to maybe progress into Group 1 company out of all of these, it could be Twilight Cools. He did very well last season, including when winning over this course and distance. Henry Candy's team as well have been in really good form since the start of the season. They're operating at a 30% strike rate. Their horses are running at a 70% return to form. I think he's actually uh, got a very good chance. And if Ryan Moore uh, doesn't muck it up, um, I think he'll go very close. So they would be my two. So that's our thoughts then on the Palace House Stakes. We then go to the feature race on Saturday, which is, of course, the first classic of the season. It's a 4.40, so Kipco 2,000 guineas. 
And your favourite is Augustin Rodin. Uh, he's been your favourite over the winter. He's 13 to 8. We then got Little Big Bear, the Bally Doyle, number 2, at 11 to 2. We then got Shaldeen at 13 to 2 for Andrew Bolden after he unseated last time out in, in the Greenham. We then got Royal Scotsman at 8 to 1. Sakira at 8 as well. Um, Silvernot for Charlie Appleby at 12 to 1. And bigger are the rest. KT, it looks like the Betton's all revolving around August Rodin. Do we think he's going to take the beating? Yeah, all the talk is about August Rodin, isn't it? He looks to have a leading chance here for Aidan O'Brien. He's being touted as a possible triple crown contender, which would be great to see. It's a, it's a feat that hasn't been achieved since Nijinsky won the three classics in 1970. Camelot came close for Doyle. Uh, maybe August Rodin will be good enough to achieve that. But there's a lot to prove before we start thinking about that, uh, starting with Newmarket on Saturday. I think it looks a competitive guineas. The market suggests it's quite an open race, but the short price favourite. Little Big Bear around 11 to 2, um, bigger the rest of the field. So definitely plenty of each way value here. I do think August Rodan is the one to beat, especially if the ground does turn up on the softer side, which I'm hoping it won't be. But I think they're watering and, and there's plenty of rain forecast. He could use his stamina to great effect in, in softer conditions. And I'm not sure many of the others will like too much given the ground. But if the ground remains on the better side, I do really like Little Big Bear. He suffered a setback after winning the Phoenix Stakes last season, missed the latter part of the season, and raced further than six and a half furlongs. And being by no name ever, you'd expect him to excel over the sprinting trips. Um, but he may have inherited some stamina from his dam, Adventure Seeker, who was a listed winner over a mile and a quarter. So I'm hoping he'll stay the mile. Um, and if he does, I think he'll take all the beating. There's a lot of class and I think he's the fastest horse in the race. I will give a quick mention to High Royal for Kevin Ryan, Ocean Murphy in the saddle. Finished third on debut behind Desert Order and Glen Finian at York last summer when sent off at 50 to 1. And I was there that day. I was really taken by Glen Finian, who ran a huge race. And he's one that I'll be following this season. But he'd already had a previous run um, whilst High Royal was running for the first time in the 17 runner field. And I think to finish as he did, it, it was a true testament to his potential, perhaps. And I think he'd be one to follow. His dam won the Sun Chariot Stakes over a mile here in 2007. So maybe he could take inspiration from her and run a big race. But my main selection will be Little Big Bear. Uh, fingers crossed he'll stay the mile. Yeah, uh, interesting horse. As you say, last year uh, made real good progress as a juvenile over the sprinting trip. Will he get the step up and trip? I'm not so sure. Liz is in agreement with you. She's gone for Little Big Bear as her selection in the 2000 guineas for me i actually think this is uh between augusta rodan and shaldine shaldine has been my idea of the winner for this race uh since the autumn i was really impressed by how he improved from run to run obviously a little bit of a concern last time out that he unshipped uh frankie the tory at the start but i don't think that was through no fault of his own he's basically essentially had a race course gallop there so I think you can put a line through that. If he is like he was last season, progressing well, 
Dewhurst winner. I think he's the one that you've got to beat. He's drawn in the right part of the track as well. Stool three, low draws have had a good record in the race in recent years. If the rain does come, that will favour Augustus Rodin. I think it'll turn into a stamina test potentially. And there's a few horses in here that are more bred for sprinting trips. Don't think there's going to be too many horses in here that will be campaigned at a mile in their careers. I think they're more six, seven furlong horses trying to get the mile. So for me, that's the way I see it. I'll probably go Chardin each way as my main pick, but I think Augustus Rodan will be there or thereabouts. So for me, that's the way how I see the 2,000 guineas. So that is the major race covered on Saturday. We're now moving on to Sunday's card, where before we go into the 1,000 guineas, we're going to look at the 3 o'clock at the Howden Daily Stakes. It's a Group 2 contest uh, for the Phillies and Mares. With the Moonlight, it's your favourite, 7-2 for Charlie Appleby. We've then got French Raider Andre Farb uh, sending life in motion next in the back in the 4-1, along with Prosperous Voyage. Al Hassan is 7-1, to one, along with uh, VS Sestina for George Bowie, and bigger are the rest. Katie, I thought this was probably the trickiest race we were previewing on the podcast this week um how did you see it well i was looking into the race and i noticed that favorites tend to do well in it the biggest priced winner uh, in the last 10 years was lady bothorpe two years ago when she went off at six to one so you're probably wanting to look towards the top of the market with the moonlight has got solid international form and she'll be suited by quicker ground it's just difficult to know at the moment what the ground will be like on Sunday. I'd want to oppose the life in motion if it is better ground. All of her form is on easier ground. And I'd rather take a chance each way on her stable mate, Hidden Dimples, who is currently around 14 to 1, with Ryan Moore taking the ride for Andrea Farber. She's by Frankel out of Amir Mandalay, who finished fourth at 100 to 1 in, in the 1,000 guineas nine years ago for Richard Hannon. Thought was quite interesting. And she might be worth a small play each way coming over from France. But my main selection is Prosperous Voyage for Rafe Beckett. Um, High-class form, unlucky to be beaten in the 1,000 guineas last year. Has beaten in spiral hit in the Falmer Stakes on the July course uh, on good ground. So I think she'll be there or thereabouts. The Yard have been in great form so far this season, performing at a 24% strike rate. So she'd be my main selection and perhaps hidden dimples each way. Okay, Prosperous Voyage it is for Katie. Uh, Liz actually liked the Joseph O'Brien trained above the curve. At the time recording, we don't actually know the final decks for this race. Um, Liz, an interesting horse on her form last season, and I can definitely see the case uh, for that one. She should come on from her run last weekend when she ran in a group two. She's got a lot of big entries this year, so she's definitely one to keep an eye on. That is Liz's selection in the daily stakes. I myself are going to go for uh, Pam Sly Astral Bow. I thought she was really impressive when she won a listed race at the Lincoln meeting at Doncaster back um, back at uh, the start of April. I thought that was really an encouraging run. She's got a really good pedigree as well. She's actually from the family of uh, Pam Sly Starmare Speciosa, who's produced the likes of the, the Eileen Dover, a lot of other good horses as well. I just think she's improving. She won't mind a little bit of ease as well if the rain does get into the ground. And for me, I think she's a big prize. Shane Kelly booked as well. So it looks like she is an intended runner. 14 to 1, I think she'll definitely go fairly well and is a good each way price. So she's my pick in the Dahlia Stakes. 
We then move on to the last big race we're going to look at, which is, of course, the second classic of the season. It's the 314 Newmarket, Kipco, 1,000 guineas, a group one, and Tahira is your favourite at 5 to 2. We then got Meditate at 9 to 2. Mammoth's Girl, who was impressive, winning the Nail Gwen at 6 to 1. Remarket at 7s, Dream of Love at 8s, and Bigger are the rest. Katie, I thought this out of the two divisions was the more competitive one. A lot of fillies you could make a case for, but uh, who are you going to go with here? Well, Tahira has leading claims, two from two. I think she's the worthy favourite, and she's beaten Meditate already. But I really like Meditate. She won the juvenile fillies turf in Keeneland. I think good ground will suit her. And on better ground, she could reverse form with Tahira over a mile. I think the softer surface probably played its part when she was beaten by Tahira. Meditate is by no name ever, so speed is going to be her strength. But I think she has got potential over this trip, so I'll be sticking with Meditate. I think Morge probably has an each-way chance, and Lazoo is a filly that I love, but the step-up in trip, it does concern me with her. I'm not sure she's bred to stay the mile. Her breeding suggests she's all speed, so over six furlong, I'd side with her, but over mile, I think it probably stretches her stamina. I'll give a shout to Carnarvon, who's a massive price, got a great name, a town in North Wales. Uh, she's unexposed at this level, but of course her price of 50 to 1, it, it reflects her chances and she's going to have to show a lot of class to compete with some of the shorter price fillies. And I'll also give a mention to Queen Me, a filly I like a lot. I think she has potential, but maybe not at this level. So meditate for me. Okay, meditate it is for Katie. Um Liz has actually gone for a couple of selections in this race. She's gone for Lazoo, who was a really good horse for Rafe Beckett last year. Came into her own over sprinting trips. Had a lot of runs last season, and she looks a big price at 16 to 1. I can see the angle why um, Liz likes her. Uh, her other selection as well um, that surprised me a little bit was a, one at a bigger price. An Irish Raider potentially uh, for uh, Kieran. Cotter, that's uh, Matilda Picot, um, who was last seen finishing in a Group 3 at uh, the start of uh, April at Leopardstown. She kept on well on the heavy ground. And I just think, uh, well, I am. And Liz thinks that she has a, a really good chance of maybe outrunning her odds and coming in under the radar. Um, I think this race could have um, a bit of a boil over here. Um, we've seen in the past this race can throw up some big price winners. There are some big prices that made the frame last year. And I actually quite like the one Katie mentioned, Carnarvon, for uh, Jack Shannon. We've seen Jack Shannon, or, uh, or his family in the past, his dad, uh, Mick, obviously, um, former footballer turned trainer, have a great uh, training career. And he did well with these kinds of horses in the past. I just think that she's got some really good form next to her name. She doesn't mind a bit of juice in the ground. And I think she could outrun odds. I don't think she's got that much to find. She's got a pedigree as well, which suggests she's going to get a mile maybe slightly further. And I just think we see this time and time again. The big guns are at the head of the market, and they don't necessarily always have the pedigree to match up to this kind of trip. I think a lot of these horses... Um, I'm not sure they were going to train on. I think at the top of the market, I think Remarquee is interesting. Rafe Beckett had Prosperous Voyage, who finished second in this race last year. I think personally that there could be 
um, Abuelo here, and I actually quite like Carnarvon to that Rana Rod. She's currently available at 15 to 1. You'll get extra places on the day. She would actually be my selection on the race. So that rounds off uh, the races we're going to talk about here on the podcast. I just got a couple uh, I want to mention at Goodwood, and um, the first one I'm going to go to is uh, in the listed race. I thought uh, Potapova had a really good chance from Sir Michael Stout. Uh, she's the best horse in the race on ratings. Typical Sir Michael Stout improver. I think they found a good opening for her. She progressed quite well last year. And I didn't think this was a strong race at all. So I think she can go well there. And I've got one other for you on the cards. It's a sprint race. It's the four. 20 at Goodwood. Um, I'm going to go with Q8 City here for Holly Doyle and John Butler. Holly Doyle's got a really good record when riding for John Butler. And this was a very promising horse last season for John Butler, Q8 City. He won on soft ground at Yarmouth and he applied himself in some decent uh, contests for the grade. I think off a mark of 81, he can be quite competitive. And if he can break well, I think he's a little bit overpriced. Um, I think he could go well. So for me, Q8 City is going to be uh, my uh, last selection. But um, thanks again to Katie for giving up her time. Hopefully we've pointed you in the direction of some guineas clues this weekend. Remember to subscribe to us on all the major podcast platforms. We're available on Spotify, Apple and SoundCloud. You can follow us on the socials as well where we're available on Twitter and Instagram. Please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon. (laughs) 